as if 2020 wasn't bad enough. Um, I don't even know what to say or anything. This is just a sad story. Um, the news broke out that the body of um Shad Gaspard has been found on the beach, and it's reported that um he passed away at the age of 39, and everything surrounding his death, like him going for a swim with with, with his son. They get caught in a riptide, and then when they find them, he told the lifeguards and the coast guards and everything just to save my son. Forget me. Save my son. That just shows how how great of a, a, of a person he is, how, how, how great of a dad he was, putting his son's life first before his own. And this is just a, a sad fucking day. It's just sad. It's just, it's just like... It, it's like just hearing what happened to him is just really sad. It's just really sad. And then everybody on Twitter, everybody that, that has known Shad over the years, not one bad word about him. Everything but positive vibes. He was a great person, great father, great husband, great friend. And, bro, like, just... Uh, it's fuck 2020, man. That That, like... Just like what I said before, like, like why, why do bad things happen to good people? Like, why the fuck do bad things happen to good people? And if um, anybody that are friends with Shad, um, his son, wife, whatever, they, you come across this video, um, I just want to tell you that um, may you find peace in this time of grief. Um, may God protect you and your family. Through everything, because like life, life, life is crazy. Like life is just crazy, and I, 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 I don't even know what to say. I, I don't know what to say, but um, rest in peace, Shad Gaspar. Um, I just wanted to, before we get into this um, double or nothing predictions, I just wanted to give my 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 thoughts and prayers. And everything to to the family and friends of Shad Gaspar. And I wanted to share a memory that even though I'm not going to act like I was a big fan, right, of, of, of Crime Time. But I remember growing up watching them on Monday Night Raw. I, I remember perfectly clear that I remember um, I had gotten in trouble a month prior. And my mom was like, oh, you can't watch wrestling for like a month. The first Monday Night Raw I watched is when John Cena... Was I think he was still feuding with um, JBL at the time, and then he invited um, Crime Time out, and then Crime Time um, destroyed um, JBL's limo. They spray painted it like "You suck." They broke the windshield and everything, and that's like my early memory of um, of um, Crime Time. And yeah, I just it, it it sucks, man. It sucks for 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 someone to to go out this way. It's just, 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 just like what I said. Like I don't know why bad things keep happening to, to good people. I, I, I just don't understand it. I, I, I really, I, I don't understand it at all. I don't understand it. We're gonna get right into um the AEW Double or Nothing predictions. You know the pay per view is this Saturday. Um, going into this pay per view, I'm, I'm kind of excited and I'm kind of not because AEW kind of. Back themselves into a corner with two matches. With the Cody and Lance Archer match. And the John Moxley and Mr. Brody Lee match. 
because if Archer loses, he's kind of buried. And then if Cody loses, it's like, well, when the fuck are you going to have him win, right? Then if Brody Lee wins or loses, right, it's like, yo, you took the belt off of Moxley too quickly. Brody Lee is not even that over. Why would you give him the belt? Then if John Moxley wins, right, is that all bro- that that Brody Lee is buried? He's done for. So I I don't know how AEW is gonna do this, but man, yeah. So I'm just gonna run down the card. Um, just really quickly. Um. These matches are not in order. They're just, in, you know, how I wrote them down and everything. So, the first match is MJF versus Jungle Boy. I'm still confused as to why we're getting MJF versus Jungle Boy. I kind of just assumed MJF was going to fight Moxie for the championship, but I'm guessing we're going to get that at All Out, if there is even an All Out in the summer. So, that's that. I got I have MJF going over. I don't see Jungle Boy going over. I, I can see them having a good back and forth, but I don't think Jungle Boy is gonna is gonna get the win here. So I'm going with with um, MJF. The next match I have written down here is um for the AEW Women's Championship, and it's a no DQ match, and it's Nyla Rose versus Hikaru Shida. I have Hikaru Shida going over. Um, Nyla Rose just doesn't do it for me. As champion, like, I said it before, like, they need a builder as, like, this monster heel so, like, the big baby face could, like, slay the monster and everything. But, like, Nyla Rose just doesn't work. She's really not that good in the ring. I like Hikaru Shida, so hopefully they could put on a pretty decent match since she's in there, since Nyla Rose is in there with a great talent like um, Shida. So, yeah, but I have Hikaru Shida going over and becoming the new AEW Women's Champion. The next match we have is for the TNT Championship. And whoever wins, Mike Tyson will present the winner with the championship belt. And it's Cody versus Lance Archer. Like, I on my piece of paper, I haven't written down who I would want to win because now I'm kind of stuck. Because, like, if Cody doesn't win, it's like, okay, are you just going to have him lose every major pay-per-view? Right? Because for the last, like... What was it? Like two, three major pay-per-views he's lost. He lost at full gear to, to, to um Jericho because I think MJF threw in the towel. And then he lost to, to MJF at Revolution, right? In a big fucking match. So, like, do you have Cody go over and become TNT Championship since he can't fight for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship? Or you're going to give the belt to Lance Archer? Um, I, I really don't know how they're going to go about this, but if I'm AEW, I'm going to go with Lance Archer on this. I'm going to go with Lance Archer on this. I, I, I don't think, just the way that the story ha- has been building over the past couple of weeks, I don't see this, right, being a one-off, right? If they want to continue the matches, they should just let Lance Archer hold it Right, let him go crazy with the belt, like you know, until like the summertime. Then whatever, um, pay per view they're gonna have in the summer, then have Cody take it from him. But like, you wouldn't be wrong if you pick Cody to go over in this matchup. I just have Lance Archer going over because I feel like he he hasn't had that one match that made me like, oh my god, like I can't. He needs a belt. I mean. The match he had with um, Dustin was really good. I think that was like his best match in AEW since he's debuted. 
But all these squash matches with, with Marco Stunt and Lee Johnson and whatever, like, it doesn't do nothing for him. And on top of that, he's not the one cutting promos. It's Jake cutting the promos. So, like, if he doesn't win here, where where I just want to know where would they go. So, in my opinion, I'm just going to go with Lance Archer. They could just keep on this shit. Of like, Cody, you're not better than him. And then, like, somewhere down the line, they have, like, some gimmick match or some shit. So, I have Lance Archer going over. The next match we have here is a stadium stampede match. And it's the Inner Circle versus the Elite and Matt Hardy. Um, This match is going to be some wild shit. I don't even know what the fuck is going to happen in this matchup. I really don't know what the fuck is going to happen. I just really don't know. Right? But I have the Elite going over. The only reason why is because a couple of weeks ago when the when um Jericho and Guevara fought Omega and um Hardy, they won in that crazy fun street fight from a couple of weeks back on Dynamite. So I'm just uh, gonna assume the elite is gonna go over since they're gonna have everybody, um Hangman, um Nick Jackson and the Young Bucks and everybody. So that all everybody's gonna be there. So I'm just gonna I have my money on the Elite and Matt Hardy going over. The next match we have is for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. John Moxley versus Mr. Brody Lee. I didn't even think twice on this. I I, I didn't even think twice. I, I didn't even give no thought. I was like John Moxley. John Moxley has to go over in this matchup. Um Brody Lee, like he he hasn't done anything for me. Like he made the debut. And even though it was kind of predictable, it was still shocking in the way they did the debut for Brody Lee, right? But, but man, like, he hasn't had a good match. He hasn't had a good match. And the only matchup that he's had that was, like, a little bit of a back and forth was last week on, on Dynamite when he fought on um, Christopher Daniels. That was it. Th- like, that was his only real little of a back and forth in a match. So, like, you're just going to throw him in the title picture? I I get it why they're going to do it because they want the mainstream audience to get familiar with Brody Lee since everybody knows more or less John Moxley because even before John Moxley was John Moxley, he was Dean Ambrose, and Dean Ambrose was sort of a big name in WWE. So him coming to AEW was like a big deal. Brody Lee, from Luke Harper to Brody Lee, didn't really... It didn't really do nothing. So I can see why they're going to go with, you know, this matchup in the main event just to get more eyes on Brody Lee and people more familiar with him. But I don't have him winning the championship belt. Um, so I'm going to go with John Moxley. If I have anybody taking the belt away from Moxley, it will have to be MJF. And let MJF hold the belt, right? And then later down the line, either... Later on this year or next year, revisit the Cody and MJF storyline and find a way to like get Cody back into the AEW World Championship picture and have Cody take the belt from MJF. That's what I would want, you know? But until then, I, I have John Moxley retaining the championship. The next match we have is a casino ladder match, and whoever wins this ladder match will earn the right to be called the number one contender for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. And the people in this match are Darby Allen, Ray Phoenix, Orange Cassidy, Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, Coca Banna, Luchasaurus, Kip Sabian, and the ninth entrant is going to be announced on Saturday. I have a couple of predictions for that. I, 
Matter of fact, I have three people predicted, or two people, you know. Um, there were rumors about Brian Cage signing with, with AEW, so that could be a thing. Um, the second person I have, I have Pac coming back and getting in this matchup. I wouldn't mind seeing a Pac and John Moxley match if, you know, Pac was to win, but I don't have him winning if, if he was to be the last entrant. Um, another person I have EC3. Like, like EC3 could come in and be the, the, the mystery um, entrant in this match. And the last person I have, I know I said three, but the last person I have, I have um, Matt Cordona, which is Zack Ryder. So I wouldn't, like, you know, th those are my predictions for who I feel is going to be the ninth entrant in this match. But the winner I have is Darby Allen. I have Darby Allen going over. Um, like, he lost. In my opinion, I felt like he should have beaten Cody to go on to the finals of the TNT Championship tournament and fight Lance Archer, right? But they did what they did. So I feel like Darby Allen needs a big win, and he needs this ladder match win. And if he wins it, the, the match and the promos that John Moxley and Darby can have could be really good. So I have Darby Allen um, winning the casino ladder match. Um, the next matchup I have written down here is Chris Statlander versus Dr. Britt Baker. I have Britt Baker going over. Um, obviously, the only reason why they're having this match is because last week on Dynamite, when it was the Fatal 4-Way match with um, Penelope Ford, Makara um, Sheeta, Britt Baker, and Chris Statlander, there was a spot in the match. Britt Baker had um, Lockjaw on Chris Statlander, and she wouldn't let go. So I'm assuming that's why they just put this match on the pay-per-view. Um, I have Britt Baker going over. I'm not really that big of a fan of Chris Statlander. I mean, I was trying to give her a chance, but after that Revolution pay-per-view, I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I don't really care for it, so I have Britt Baker going over. And we get into the buy-in. The pre-show is uh, number one contenders match, and whoever wins gets a shot at the AEW Tag Team Championships. And it's Private Party versus Best Friends. I have Best Friends going over. Um, I like Private Party. They are a very talented tag team, but they haven't been on AEW Dynamite TV in such a long time. And Best Friends has been there since the beginning. Right, and they've they've been winning a lot lately. They've been putting on um really fun matches and shit. So I have the best friends going over and becoming the number one contenders for the AEW Tag Team Championships. And that's it with um the match card. Now I want to get into two separate categories. So it's the predictions that I have for um the show and um matches that I think are gonna steal the show. Right, so my predictions are real simple. FTR debut. The revolt. They 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 make their AW Dynamite debut at double or nothing. Um, because everybody's been waiting for the Young Bucks versus the Revolt, because the Revolt believe that no, you know, no, no flips, just fist type of thing. So they want to fight the Young Bucks, and that match will be fucking amazing. So I'm going to go with, you know, the Revolt making um, their debut on Saturday. Um, Matt Cardona, like I said before, in the Casino Ladder match, which is previously known as Zack Ryder. EC3, I have debuting, you know. And this one is a weird one. This one is a weird one. And I know some of you guys are going to be like, uh, do you really? And I'm like, it could be possible. But I have Sting making an appearance because um, it was... Um, rumored, I don't know if it's facts 
or not, but it's rumored that Sting is no longer with WWE, that his contract expired and he didn't resign. So, if anything, I wouldn't, I would assume that Sting will make an appearance at Double or Nothing, right? So, those are my, like, kind of four predictions that I see happening on Saturday. And the matches here that I have stealing the show is the Casino Ladder match. It's going to be fucking stupid with, with guys like Darby Allin, um, Ray Phoenix, um, Coca Banna, um, Orange Cassidy, um, um, Scorpio Sky. The match is going to be hella fun. Um, Cody and Archer, the storytelling that they could tell in that match, I think is going to be one of the better psychological matches and storytelling matches on the show. And another fun match I have, like another one that could possibly steal the show, is the um, Stadium Stampede match. I think that match could be really fun. You know, you got Jericho, the Inner Circle, Santana, Ortiz, Hager, um, Guevara going stupid. Then you got the Young Bucks coming back, um, Hangman, Omega, Hardy. So this, you know, those are the three matches that I have, you know, possibly stealing the show on Saturday. But anyway, guys, these are my predictions for um, AW Double or Nothing. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell. And if you enjoyed this um, predictions video, be sure to hit that like with a Stone Cold Stunner. And in the comments, just let me know which matches are you looking forward to this Saturday. Are you going to watch Double or Nothing? Are you not going to watch Double or Nothing? Just let me know in the comment section down below. I go by the name Unknown. Pipe Bomb.